Hey, welcome to The Point, presented by 2.4. I'm Jesse. And I'm Jared. And on this podcast, we discuss all things innovative and creative. Let's get to the point. To the point. Oh, yeah. All right. Welcome to The Point, presented by 2.4. I'm Jesse. And I'm Jared. And on today's show, we're actually going to go back a little bit. Um, actually, to what? what? 2016, I think we said? Yeah, this is a piece that you you developed mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Sure, and it's on our blog. We'll We'll put a link out there to it, but... Um, the title of the piece is called Fighting Motivation to Innovate Within Non-Innovative Mindsets. Um, it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart, and uh, I, I kind of introduced this to Jared a while ago, um, and I know he's kind of adopted the same uh, the same mindset and the same uh, um, anger for the non-innovative mindsets that, that, that I have. Yeah, I mean, this is something that addresses technicality in workplaces, but really it's more of a mindset and a lifestyle too. Just, you know, it can be all those things. And the sooner you embrace it and figure out how mm-hmm. to adapt to it, you can really power through some some pinch points and, and moments of struggle for whatever that is. Sure. Product development, a marketing campaign, implementations, you name it. We all run into choke points, whether it's human or technical. And, and we're saying it doesn't matter what it is, that if you apply the right thought process to th- certain things, uh, usually you can power from, uh, through them and create win-wins. Sure. So uh, looking at the blog, you know, stop me if you've heard this already. Um, it has always been done that way. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> oh, that idea will not work. I will not stop you because I have heard that numerous times. Every single time. And typically, I mean, it's not, it's not that it has to be an older member of the, um, the company or, or uh, someone that's been there for a long time, but that's typically who you're talking about. There you go, about. discriminating people. Yeah, again. yeah, I don't mean to discriminate, but I'm, I'm uh, you know, it's it's... The hard part is sometimes when when those um, those thoughts and those sentences come from people, whether it be in a meeting or a, or a presentation, um, or when you're pitching your ideas, those those tend to come from um, people that have been at the company for a long time, which typically means some of your executives. <laughs> some <Whoa>. of those. <laughs> what are you saying? You you can't teach old dogs new tricks? Is that you can you can? But we're going to teach you how right here. Uh, sure, this is right. Etiquette school. Etiquette <laughs> school one on one without uh, without losing your mind. How to fetch. Sure. So having having being presented with those, you know, those types of those types of means or the means those types of ideas, right? Um, or those responses to your ideas, you see it quite a bit. Um, we see it a lot of times in our daily life. You know, it could be your boss, it could be a colleague, it could be a family member, it could be a friend. Um, it's just way too common in today's workplace, <laughs> and uh, we see it all the time. We see it in, um, disrupting innovation throughout across a, a number of uh, industries, right? Yeah. I mean, we this is about finding innovative solutions, but I think it goes one step further and we won't delve too much on this, but it's not just being innovative and being creative. This is also just like, you could apply what we're saying to just getting your general tasks done. Uh, Well, for sure. Um, This really works across the board. We're keeping it on the innovation side to just be fresh and have relevancy and play off of trending type things, um, which fits in very appropriately with the digital landscape that's forever Mm -hmm. changing. I mean, some of the things that we applied last week, we won't even ever probably touch again just because it changed, and and even in that statement, probably isn't accurate because we just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the whole point of this. Like, why would you shut that out? I, I think it's unique. You, it's hard not to look at a generational thing. And again, it ages truly just you know, it's not really a factor, but it is. And that, and I think what you meant by that before is like there are elderly people who can adopt and change. Oh, for sure, for sure. But statistically, stereotypically speaking, if you have been doing something for 30 years and then all of a sudden the digital revolution happened and you mm-hmm. didn't adapt or invest in that, it's really hard for you to want to do that now. I mean, a lot of people, you know, how, you know, depending on who you listen to, change is good mm-hmm. or then people fear change. 
So it's just how it's, that's why I say it's more of a lifestyle type thing, yeah, more I mindset, mean, because if you're not willing to even look at it like that, this is going to be really hard for you. And but, along those lines, I mean, um, I know, <laughs> I know I went the older, the older employer out before, right? And I <laughs> went right at the age thing. Yeah. Um, but to be quite honest, a lot of times, um, when I've ran into this issue, um, it has been from even, uh, some younger, um, aged individuals who, yeah. who might be naive or whatever that maybe know what they know, but they're not willing to look outside that box. So it, it can yeah. be a generational thing, but it can come from every Let me every throw different you angle. A quick little curveball, metaphorically speaking, because I can't throw one still to this day. The okay, uh, did I get it out of the park, anyways? Oh, oh, <laughs> the um, you, we're talking about individuals here. What about old companies that have been around? For oh, a long absolutely, time? yeah. And I obviously those are people still running those companies, mm-hmm. but a company's culture can yes. be just as definitive and and ultimately with allows people to decide upon or not decide upon. Um, we've had a couple of clients and, and I'll, I'll use one as an example later and I don't want to get too far ahead, but the, um, uh, you know, because we've done it this way for so mm-hmm. long and we have, we do, and it's not even older employees, maybe just people who have been there for more than five, eight years, which statistic, you know, and not that, and not that it hasn't worked to date. Like not that yeah. it hasn't the way they've been doing things. It's not like it hasn't worked, but it could be that much more successful. And, a lot of things that we run into as well is, okay, so here's an old company. We haven't had to do it that way, but we're acknowledging that maybe maybe we brought in a new leader. Maybe our population is shifting and we're hiring younger people now. Not because even necessarily we even might want to. It's just where we're at with, mm-hmm. with the, our transition of, of talent and resources. Um, how does how does that accommodate as we bring in a new workforce, but we have senior leadership or vice versa, young leadership in an older uh, stat, uh, workforce and we also have a culture that would was never really open to that kind of flexibility we've run into all three of those scenarios and mm-hmm. the reality is somewhere in that somewhere and someone in that equation is saying even if we don't want to do it now we should at least be talking about it and preparing for it because this isn't something that you can typically turn on overnight no one's born thinking this way sure they've just invested more time in exercising their minds to to be more open-minded and p- to accommodate change better than others Sure. I mean, so and moving on as the rates of the blog, right? So, um, looking at all this and and taking all this into consideration, right? So we've kind of we've kind of set the tone for why it's an issue, right, or where the issue could come from. Um, with that being said, you know, how do we short of uh, short of a lot of whiskey old fashions or uh, um, a lot of Jack and Cokes as you like, or what do you? You, you can like that never little... be too. Yeah, short I know. On this. I know. I know. Um, um, short of short of drinking enough. Um, how so? How can we kind of cut this off, right? And and in the blog post. It, it really outlines it in, in three different um, three different guidelines. The first one being um, challenge accepted, right? I'm extremely competitive. I know you're pretty competitive. <laughs> He's shaking his head no, which is terrible for a podcast. Some have <laughs> said. Some say his wife's in the next room. So if we need to if we need to pull her out here, we can. Uh, no, he's he's saying move on. <laughs> no, but really, you, you not not that you have to be competitive in that in that. Um, um, in this scenario, um, to to challenge the the naysayers, if you will, um, but again, I personally see these as challenges, right? And that helps me stay focused and dedicated to finding and create a simple and focused solution, right? So, um, make note of the functionality that they tell you can't work, right? That that won't that won't work that way. That can't be done, um, and use that to design your solution, right? Um, one one simple way that that um, 
you can you can one simple way that you can use to prove these wrong <laughs> again I don't want not that you're proving somebody wrong but um that you can cut this off head on is to create what's known as a proof of concept right a POC which is a a very minimal effort thing that ultimately gets your idea across that shows that shows hey um, this definitely can be done right it's not taking it's not taking you know 40 hours or a week's worth of time or or completely derailing the team just to prove that you can be right but it's let's say taking six hours at night quick just to spin up something that hey it shows that hey there's a chance that <laughs> again not that I'm right but hey it ultimately can be done this way um, of course now I was just gonna say too I, I assume with the POC uh, well first in accepting challenge I would assume you know there's always a level of confidence but then it goes back to the POC like actual metrics to deliver it because sure. that's something yep. we always run into it's like okay you guys have a reputation or you clearly have shown you know what you're talking about but do you have proof and I, it's like okay well we just showed you but the reality mm -hmm. is what they're saying is I want data I, I need more validity before I just absolutely jump down this path so especially if it involves upending old old ways of doing things so I would assume in and you have more exposure to POCs than I would especially being on the production side of things mm -hmm. the I assume they uh, they can include things like um, well, I would assume they would include all sorts of data points, metrics gathered from platforms, from sure, CMS yep. systems, from even things like social media and email. Um, what else am I missing that that would be? It would also include so right so so upfront you'd have all that data, you have all the, those metrics that you mentioned, right, to show that um, to show that uh, that it is doable, right? Yeah. That that the that <laughs> he's trying to signal to me. I don't know what he's trying to say. Um, Something with recording, but anyways, to show that it is doable, right? That 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 this is the right route, right? Now the portion that you're missing of the POC would be that. Oh, he's yelling at me because I'm hitting the table with my with my hands. I was just gonna say I'm it. a hand talker, guys, and and next time I'll just tell Jared just to say it. Um, we don't got to do all these signals behind the mic. <laughs> anyway, so what I was saying was, um, the the portion of the POC that you are missing, um, is the actual, um. So you have the data, you have the metrics. Now you put it all together, and you can actually put a POC together with a actual hands-on product, right? Mm -hmm. um, again, whether it's a a mobile app that just uses some dummy data just to show that this technology works. Um, again, not a full production, not a not a massive forty-hour project, but For something sure. that you whip up really quick that that can that they can actually see, mm -hmm. use, touch, and say, "Oh man, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe this technology will work, or maybe we can go down this route." Sure. That's a POC just to break down the initial barriers. What about like pilot programs? Pilot programs are perfect too, yep. right? Um, pilot programs have a little more, um, a little more juice to them, if you sure. will. Um, that that's kind of the next step after after someone says like a living example, not yeah. just subjective A/B uh, type testing things. Yeah, this isn't this isn't a hey, um, this we're gonna take six hours and whip together a pilot program, but we are gonna actually. We like your idea. We love your POC, yeah. right? You've proved it out. You've proved that this is something that we can do. Now let's prove it on a bigger scale, sure. right? And a, and a pilot program would get you down to an actual, we are going to go that route or we're, yeah. again, you might not, you could still pull the plug on it, but it had a, it had a little more project aspect to it of it. There's to cleared it. one or two hurdles. You're going to mm -hmm. take a small group, a sample group of whether it's external, internal members, resources. Sure. You're going to put a timeline to it and you're going to set some KPIs and then you're going to have to report on them. Absolutely. And if that works, then in our experience, usually anytime we've had to do that, um, whether it's been for, for any level, individuals, mm -hmm. uh, 2.4 for enterprises we've supported, usually if you get that far and you can prove it beyond those steps, we haven't, I can't think of a time where I've had to go beyond that. 
It yeah. either died or it went on to full. Oh, uh, once you're once you're at <laughs> once you're at that point, it's either gonna you're gonna get the full. Yeah. Okay, now you can really we can really put the power of the company behind you. Yeah. Or you're gonna get the hey, sorry, we've had enough of this I've one. I've never heard anyone next. say we should do a second pilot. No, <laughs> <laughs> that is one thing uh, you don't hear. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I mean, Ooh, go ahead. Keep going. I was I was gonna say, was there anything else beyond the accepting challenge topic that that would you know help help clear it beyond metrics? Um, as it relates to the the. Oh, I'm sorry, going back to accepting the challenge. Yeah. Um, right. So the POC, and then I just have a couple pointers while you're while you're in your POC, right? Because I mean, again, so you're 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 you've taken some time, some effort, and put this POC together. Now, what do you have to do? You have to present it to mm-hmm. the naysayers. Sure. Right. And 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 typically not the whole room, right? The whole room. You might have some people on your side, some people not on your side, which is again, that's a typical meeting. That's that's completely fine, right? Um, but you have to be aware that while you're presenting that you. Your naysayers are going to be the ones that more than likely are the sure. ones that are going to speak up. You've, I can think of some specific examples that I've just been your sounding board on in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens with the naysayers? I mean, clearly you're trying to get them to get on board and understand that this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And here's why it's a good thing. And here's where we've seen some early success or where others have established success, whether it's a direct competitor or not. What, I mean, everyone knows what happens when people get on board. What typically happens with people that don't get on board, especially after seeing a POC? You'd like kick them out of here. No, lock, I'm just lock them up. <laughs> lock them up. See ya. No, it depends on how how you handle yourself, right? And and how you handle yourself in the pre, uh, not only in the presentation, but how you handle this this exact meeting, right? So you're presenting. Um, again, the people that are gonna they'll be there. The people that have your back, but the people that are gonna speak up are the ones that are more likely those naysayers, right? And it, and it matters a lot to um, how the meeting ends up, right? Sure. Do you stay? And this goes to bullet point number two: is stay calm. But do you stay calm? Do you address their questions, right? Mm-hmm. Or do you just get all, um, for lack of better words, pissy and, and, and all possessive about this being your solution? And do you go at them, yeah. right? Versus staying calm, addressing their issues, addressing their questions, um, showing them how your solution, again, addresses their, their questions. Yeah. Um, on the flip side of that meeting, again, it could go one of two ways. But if you stay calm and you intelligently address their questions, again, you might... Um, you might gain a follower or two, right? Yeah. A backer of your of your program. Yeah. Um. Or ultimately, you know, you might if you if you attack them and go at them, then it gets it gets a little more personal than it just being sure. business, right? Because ultimately, everybody in that room sitting around the table feels that they have the company's best interest in mind. Yeah. Right. I mean, and you got to keep that. You got to keep that in mind, whether it be the new guy that's presenting, the older guy that's been there for a while that 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 backs you, the other guy that that other lady guy that doesn't doesn't like your solution. Um. Everybody in there feels that they're doing what's best for the company. Sure, and, and it's hard to address really why. I mean, it's too easy just to slap a label and be like, you're old, or maybe mm-hmm. you're just you. You know, there's egos. We're all humans, right? So, like, playing into those factors, you just need to be – I'm hearing open-mindedness. And, and even on the marketing side, the creative side, people who don't want to adapt with some of those tactics and tendencies. I mean, like, one of the bigger picture things with building a brand is I need – before I'm even – try to get outside people to buy into what we're doing, whether that's visually or some sort of strategy or tactic to support a brand, a product, mm-hmm. a service. I need my internal people to be my biggest advocates first because if they're not going home living and breathing it every day, that's just one more mountain I have to climb in getting people to buy into what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would rather get that cleaned up, my house in order, if you will, get everyone on the same page. Now, I'm not saying like idea-wise. I want diversity and new ideas and people coming from different angles. But I want them all aligned to like a North Star metric or one one com, uh, common goal. And that's kind of what I'm hearing right here with, with mm-hmm. you and some of the more technical side of it as well. It's 
so I'm I'm just gonna go out and say this. You can tell me if I'm wrong. The I'm guessing if you have naysayers, it's probably they're not just saying, "Oh, okay, Jesse, I saw the data. I believe it now." Like you probably exactly. have to win them over <laughs> yes, over a, yeah. a while. Correct. That, I can tell you right now that that. But what was one percent of the time that'll happen? <laughs> <laughs> it, let's just say that took a couple months for a rollout. Or oh yeah, this is again. I, like, I, I assume that they become very loyal believers mm-hmm. and followers, then once they actually have gone through that process. Yes, yes, and and typically yes, you'll see that you'll see that switch. And again, I know I'm talking about this in the sense of a meeting, but really, that's that's. That, that meeting that I'm talking about, I'm air quoting for those of you at home. I saw um, it. You did see it. Um, that meeting, it's it's a it, like you just said, it's a month, couple month long process, right? It's sure. not like you're just gonna have one meeting about this thing, and everyone's gonna make a decision. Um, it, it might be on your POC, but if your POC is successful, um, that just doesn't give you again, like I said before, that doesn't give you the go ahead. Mm-hmm. And that hey, all right, you uh, you did that for a six hour POC, yeah, put it into production, let's go, yeah. right? That never happens. It's a it's a Couple month long to, I mean, depending on the size of the project and the size of the shift. Oh, for sure. It could be a six month to a year long process. Yeah. But constantly, you know, um, showing value and showing that, that, like you said, the increase in metrics um, and those successes along the way. And I talk in the blog, I talk about your smaller victories, right? Yeah. Um, you know, showing that your, that your things, the, your, your POC is feasible, right? Mm-hmm. Showing that your solution is feasible. Um, victory number one, you know, hey. I told again. I get. I get in this. I told you so, but um, but I, I I went in there. I told a. I told as a as a young professional or a professional. I told a room full of people that we could do it this way. Yeah. I've taken a small amount of effort. I've put a POC together, and I've walked out. Of that, I presented it, and it went well. I stayed calm, and I walked out of that room with now the whole room or. You know, some bad naysayers might not. Sure. But the whole room believing that, okay, this solution is going to work. That's victory. That's that's victory. That's huge. Sure. That's a huge victory, number one. And then, like you said, small victories along the way. So throughout the next six months, a year, et cetera, no matter how long this project takes or how long it takes for you to prove out this solution, you know, you just pick up those small victories along yeah. the way. You start getting, like you mentioned, as those victories add up, you start getting, again, the naysayers. You start pulling them onto your side. Got a bunch of horses on your side yeah. of the line. Yeah, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, they come around. They start. They start. Um, they start backing the solution. They actually start coming up. The big. The big. A big victory is when they start coming up to you, looking to either enhance your solution, or or if it's a sure. if it's a platform type thing, if it's like a .NET or a Salesforce type yeah. battle or or where this stuff's going to live, if they've all of a sudden start coming to you with. Um, um, hey, I think we could also do this on the sure. platform and all that kind of stuff. Constructive feedback, yeah. solution-driven things because they believe in it and they can tie their involvement to it. I mean, everyone wants a sense of purpose. And I think in a digital age, um, especially if you were taught on a legacy-type format and you're transitioning, it's hard to to see those things. Mm-hmm. And another reason why staying relevant. I mean, the quickest way to, to remove yourself from the equation is just by not participating at all even if you're not the most powerful member on that team well that's yeah and, and that's oh go ahead Sorry. i i just i think something you know i say this all the time <clears throat> in my talking with people that I, that I lead and that i'm involved with the uh i'm a huge believer in smaller victories i, I know you chop mm-hmm. things up too and I, I just automatically assume that that's how you guys handle things on your side of the line but i personally believe and i try to make anyone that works with me understand this too like some of those larger projects uh I, I even if I don't need to, I will intentionally chop them up. I think it's crucial you have that to. you have, you have to, to you have to see you have and feel to. progress. You mm-hmm. have to have a sense of accomplishment. And even though you are maybe a quarter of the way through the project, you still need to feel like you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
this will be another topic for sure. I don't know how we couldn't touch it, but the the agile, a scrum based, or yeah, bomb, like where there you, you go, two podcasts in a row, and two times dropping that agile just bomb. Drop it. <laughs> he loves that word. He loves that word. It, man. No, I mean, we, honestly, we've um, it's a two point forward way, right? We do this in throughout our lives, throughout. I mean, every way that we work with people, we do this in small chunks. It doesn't matter if it's a, a year and a half long project that we're we're contracting with people, or it's a um, um, couple week long project, sure. right? We chunk stuff up into sizable victories because they're sizable sizable victories right because we don't um there's nothing more demoralizing to a team to yeah. an individual to an employee to anybody if you're sitting here working on something for a year and a half and you can't and i'm, and I'm envisioning a combo board now but you can't slide that to done yeah oh yeah that's 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 so demoralizing to well, to morale to culture to everything you go look at some of the early uh software companies um you know, before beta testing was a thing. Mm-hmm. Not to get too historical here, but it's so true. The They would work on stuff for years without rolling it out to the public. And the internal team, to a developer, it made sense. Mm-hmm. To the general public, they were like, they what were, the hell did yep. I just buy and waste my time? It doesn't do anything I wanted to do. Were they mm-hmm. even listening to me? Mm-hmm. Hence, continuous improvement concepts and working in sprints and chunking it up. So you can... It, it doesn't mean that things can't change. I mean, that's the whole point of what we're talking about. Like being able to adapt. What worked a week ago won't work next week. We'll mm-hmm. have to change our tactics. But having continuous touch points, readjusting our KPIs, getting all members to contribute at any level and not just shutting it out <laughs> is really kind of what we're getting at here. Mm-hmm. At least what I'm picking up on. No, that's the- that's exactly what we're getting at. I mean, it's, it's the I way... I mean, you wrote the article. No, I know. Hey, you're fine. You, you can jump in there. Just take my article. But, you know, I will. You want to rewrite I'm it? literally going to put my name on it after this. <laughs> he doesn't have access to do that. It's my personal blog. No, um, just kidding. But anyways, no, you're 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 dead on, right? And like I said, it's it's the way we do things. It's the way we've... I mean, we've done this things this way for a long time. And anyone that's worked with us and or you know been around us know that we're we're big on those those small victories. Ultimately, right... A large number of small victories equals the project getting done. Well, you know, it's the, hey, we won a battle, but the war is still being waged kind mm-hmm. of mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes lots of little small skirmishes and battles to win the war kind of a thing. Absolutely. A war that might never technically end, but like the, uh, you know, for one client it may, but then what we're doing is, is something that we wage every day. Sure. For sure. Cool. Cool. Um, going back, I just want to make sure we touch on all these bullet points because we're rocking and rolling here. Um, we did touch on it a little bit, but the the second guideline um, that that we mentioned in this blog is to to stay calm, right? It's easy. It's so easy in in uh, business and um, with clients. Um, you know, I got to talk Jared off a ledge quite a bit sometimes, but um, no, I'm just well, kidding. There it's, won't it's be easy. so many ledges around. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, but if if you know with within a company within your day to day grind. Um, of of work and and your career and where you're taking your career and everybody wanting to advance and and that constant battle right it's easy to l- lose your temper it's easy to uh, um, challenge people right why won't Ronnie yeah from X Y Z department remove head from the darkest place on his body exactly yeah yeah for sure it's crazy um, and it, it just it's better to stay calm um, and I, I, I stand in the uh, in the blog here, I say, you know, it's easy for these people and that stuff to make your life a living hell, right? You got to see these people every day. Oh, yeah. Right? If you're, if you're in a typical um, cube paradise or <laughs> a typical, you know, position that, that has to be in the office every day, you see these people every single day mm-hmm. in person. And that can quickly make your daily life a living hell. Yeah. It's hard enough having to get through to meet client expectations just to win a deal, let alone mm-hmm. deliver or over deliver. I mean, the last thing you want to do is fight internally. 
you know, not, oh, yeah. whether that's resource. I mean, just even just being able to get coffee or get a drink or have a lunch date without constantly fighting. I mean, I've, I've been in meetings where like I have to establish rules before we even go do a creative brainstorm because I know two people are going to attack each other. Like, yep. That shouldn't have to happen. No. It will always happen. But by defining some of these things and, and working on, I guess, I don't know, I don't want to go too far, but say this, but I'm going to say work on culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you should have to remind professionals to be professional, but let's well, face that's, it. That's part, of, that's part of hiring, you know, part of that agile stuff you talk about, right? The, well, we all talk about it, but you like the word, um, is, is hiring a professional team, right? I love and it. staying calm is part of being a professional. Yeah. It's part of having a professional team. Yeah. It's part of everything. Uh, I want to get this individual in one of our casts down the road, but he is a uh, corporate trainer in the military has worked for Amazon companies, Coles Corp. Mystery guest. But he, <laughs> if you're listening, you better be. You better be. No, but I mean, he said something early on, and he has all sorts of great philosophy and tactics and things that are more on the organizational development side than mm-hmm. the excited things. But one of the things he said early on that I, I never really thought too much of because it was always like, oh, we don't know. Train the person, train the person, coach him, train him, mentor him. And all those things are true. But you can eliminate a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I'm, this is just validating what you just said, mm-hmm. and that's like hire better. Put more emphasis on your hiring process, and then also let them know what they're worth. Yeah. Like if you put a little more emphasis into those things, which a lot of companies miss always. Uh, I mean, they all miss it. Podcast topic alert. <laughs> I'll stop there. But you get no, the no, point. you're good. You, you keep going. I'm just joking. I'm just no, no, he used to say like, no, <laughs> you don't have a training problem. You have a hiring problem. No, I was just making sure we we had that uh, audio so that we knew that was a future topic that yeah, we'll, we want to we'll bring him on we'll let him we'll let him say his thing and perfect yeah no so i mean really um staying calm right and i in the, in the blog i say better to stay calm notate and innovate that just rhymed i don't know did you say notate 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 <laughs> as in take notes write yeah, yeah, it down yeah, yeah, yeah. put it in your head That's you know awesome stay I like, calm I feel like rapping right now stay calm keep scoring your head no just kidding um cool in the third part um the third part is another uh another no, it doesn't rhyme but it's another one of my inspirational things well that's how you know it's not true it doesn't rhyme yeah i I do what i can believe in yourself keep at it and innovate right um we say here that failure frustration and downright anger are all part of the innovation process right um you you have to believe in yourself right you have to believe in your talents um as you just mentioned know your worth um and strive to innovate and do not let these naysayers and these people get in in the way of your continued innovation, right? So what I mean by that is is you might not, again, we talked about the victories, you might not win them all, mm-hmm. right? You might not have a POC that, that doesn't go your way and they agree with the naysayers. Fine, stay yeah, calm. Break I'm, that shell yeah. of negativity and look, there's a take, there's a positive takeaway from every situation. And this is something that we actually talked about before filming. I think the bigger thing here is, because you're always going to run into these things. They're mm-hmm. never going to go away. doesn't matter how tech-savvy you are and what platforms you adopt. You're always going to run into these things as long as humans are involved. Well, yeah. No, and I agree. <laughs> Not to go too And AI, it's, it, that leads the, right uh, in here, too, because I said, you know, yeah. being the outlier, right? The outlier. Innovative minds are, are a lot of times they're the outliers of companies. They're the ones that look to do more. They're the ones that look at different solutions that, sure. that maybe, you know, rubs a development team or a, or a, or a current team um, the wrong way. Um, just because they haven't been exposed to that, and again, they've always yeah. done it this way. This is the way it's always been. Um, it oftentimes, if you're that guy or that girl, um, it it makes you the outlier. Yeah. Right. And it's it's not comfortable. It's not easy. Yeah. What will really blow your mind is when you talk to companies that have embraced this. I just helped someone out the other day that they actually and I. 
the point of the meeting was not to talk to this, but it came up in conversation and they actually have strategically designed meetings with certain in stakeholders in, mm-hmm. in their agile process where they're designed to actually go in and lock horns. It's, it's a, it's not like, Hey, we're going to fight, like yep. put gloves on, but the, they're intentionally going in to shoot holes in each other's process to make sure they eliminate or, or decrease a potential mm-hmm. failure rate. But in doing so, I, I like to call that like, you're just sharpening your blade. Absolutely. Like you're trying you're we're all, uh, high precision equipment here and we all need a sharp edge and what you're what you achieve even by doing that even if you leave the meeting with no tangible action items is the fact that now i'm going to go i'm i'm worked up i'm i'm riled up mm-hmm. i don't want someone else to win i'm creating a competitive environment yep and in a in a healthy structured environment because you know this going into it right it's not like you just caught me off guard because some dude was in a bad mood that day this is all a defined thing and uh Thunderdome-esque, right? The, uh, <laughs> and, but the point of it is like now I'm, you, what you eliminate is complacency. Mm-hmm. We're never going to plateau yep. because now I've riled up the troops and they're all ready to go to battle. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the minimum takeaway. Usually what comes out of it is greater than that. But again, uh, this is a, a culture that embraces this sort of thing and they get great results out of it. It allows them to keep closing deals and, and, and providing solutions that their comp- competition isn't because they're too busy singing Kumbaya. Sure. And that goes, um, that's a good point because that, we're, we're talking about one side of the fence here, right? Um, you know, when you, when you, along your point, when you find yourself on the other side of the fence, yeah, right? Remember some of these points and, and remember that, you know, the, the person that doing the POC or the person that is trying to innovate, um, you know, maybe, maybe against what, what you're, what you're saying um, as a, as an employee, right? remember being how it, you know, how it feels to be on that other side of the fence, right? You might be the naysayer. Now, if you're the naysayer, okay, do it in a respectable manner, Yeah. right? Do it in a, uh, like you just mentioned, every, or within the bounds of what everybody knows to be true at that company, right? Mm-hmm. That company that you just mentioned, they, they're aware of this. They know that stuff's going to happen. That might not work <laughs> in a different scenario when they don't know that that stuff's going to happen. So yeah, if you're blindsided and you couldn't yeah. prepare for it, like, of course, someone's going to feel slighted or, yeah. or not involved. And why would you? Why would you do that if you could prevent it? Why would you prevent mm-hmm. it? Yeah, I guess is a better way of saying it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, with that, you know, being the, we talked about being the outlier, innovation minds can be the outlier. Jesse, um, this is something, and again, I don't want to. This uh, I've heard recently, like if if you design it, designed disruption, architectural, like you 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 have architected this yep. sort of environment, you can not only justify it and throw metrics at it and try to calculate the success from it. But again, everyone knows what their involvement is. Again, this is, you will get much better results out of it. Oh, Sorry, I just huge. had to wrap that up. No, just, you're fine. But other people that we're already working with are early adopters of this t- this thing. And they're already, it's cool to see companies that get it versus, and again, we get exposure to people that haven't even looked down this path and others mm-hmm. that are already living and breathing. Oh, it. And it's night and day seeing the results and the attitude of the people involved whether they're new hires or existing hires, it, it is mind blowing. When the companies that embrace it, I mean, where where are those guys going? Oh, I mean, they're they're talking growth and expansion across oh, exactly. the board. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, embracing that change and embracing that innovation, um, it, it's it makes the company wildly successful. Yeah. I mean, we know um, again, no names and stuff like that, but drop it. Um, no, no, I'm not. I think I accidentally dropped one last podcast. So <laughs> I'm trying, my goal here is to not not name company names, but. Um, you know, there's there's companies out there. Um, again, we won't name names, but that that refuse to innovate. That have, let's say, a good product or a good, a great idea that they that they launch, right? And they um, they refuse to embrace that disruption. They refuse to embrace that innovation, um, and they and they go back to industry standard, let's say, or um, <laughs> they, they don't they don't embrace that. Hey, we're the disruptive force in this industry. 
they go they go back to well it's always been done this way or or uh, you know we can't we can't do that right or the the CFO will approve this budget or sure. the CTO can knows they can do this so they don't have to throw extra resources at it well so, and, and what and what they end up doing is ultimately let's say they even hire people from these from the industry that they're trying to be disruptive in who ultimately pull the you know pull that innovation back right because they're they're they fall back into what they know which is the way it's always been done yeah right so I've seen I've seen firsthand I've seen a company do that. Um, and ultimately get caught by their competition. Um, won't name names again, but oh man, you wanted to. Um, I, I do. Wanted no, to. no, you're not going to. But no, um, we've seen it happen, and and we've seen it not only in our professional careers with with jobs that we've had, um, but we've seen it in clients. We've seen it. I mean, just across the Dude, board. I'll go as far as to say this, and it's tough because of where you're at and the service you're providing, or what mm-hmm. level of a company you're at, but. If you're not willing to embrace change and be open, be more open-minded, and you know we've dropped the the it's a it's a umbrella statement because there's a lot that goes into it, but like growth hacking, mm-hmm. digital tendencies to improve efficiencies without having monster budgets, if you will, uh, just non-traditional things. If you're not willing to be open-minded and try new things, experiment. I don't care how controlled you make it, oh, it's or how dialed yeah. up or down. But if you're not even willing to look down that path and start experimenting, if you have already haven't done so. Then do not show up and berate your team or whatever level of leadership you are, and that well this failed. Mm-hmm. Why, we can't do that because you know social media didn't take us far enough. Yep. That email campaign had a horrible open rate. Uh, no one's engaging with us in any capacity. We haven't opened a new deal. Like I don't want to hear any of that if you're not willing to even try these things. And <laughs> exactly. too many people say that, and it's exactly. like, well, you haven't taken it far enough. Well, they give up. They give you up before they even, They give up before they've even tried. Yeah, you know, and, it, and it's crazy. It's so a it's like it's I a wild concept is, to us. Yeah, your that person's fear. Your not yours. That person, right? Whoever that scared is. Scared of anything, man. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the, not you. No, oh man, the um, if if uh, I perceive that as a fear of unknowing. Mm-hmm. Like just because you've never done it before, and you have those all the more reason why people and I personally believe you should not be in a leadership role if you have not, in some form or fashion, dabbled in the things that you are leading. Mm-hmm. Uh, how can you effectively show up and talk about it if you're not the subject? You don't even have to be an expert; just at least understand Dabble the flow. In it. Yeah, right? understand understand the like you just said. Understand the flow. If it's a software position, yeah, um, understanding the software. I mean, what? it's not it's well, not. I've like, had again, to talk to technical people. Yep. On the creative side, yep. if I have to talk to someone that's overseeing your team that hasn't done it, it's just a waste of time. And I end up rescheduling a second meeting, going and talking to the person that is actually doing the coding. They're doing the work, yeah. Doing yeah, the work. Because yep. they can answer the questions I legitimately need answered. Yep. I mean, and that, that's that's a micro example, but that goes across the board, right? Mm-hmm. So back to what I said. Don't don't whine and complain when you aren't getting the results you want if you aren't willing to roll up your sleeves and, and try new things the way the world uh, and the way business is being conducted in a digital age. Sure, sure. Um, going back here then to kind of actually, actually wrap this up a little bit. Um, you know, it, it says here that it's, it's easier, right? It's, it's easy to give up, right? When you're that innovative mind, you're that outlier, you know, maybe, maybe you had to go have a couple lunches on your own, um, that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, it's, it's easy to, to, to want to give up. And, and then here it says, give up on the idea that, um, giving up will be easier, right? Um, Get rid of that idea that you can't. Get rid of that de- that idea that the solution is beyond your skill set, right? There's so many training materials, so many things that you can do these days to learn, whether it be, you know, I go back, I'm a Salesforce guy, whether, whether it be hitting the trailhead and, and learning some skills, right? Um, whether it be they, they actually have other stuff, whether it be, you know, on the HubSpot side, right? Going and learning about marketing, those sorts of things. Um, there's stuff you can do. There's training materials. Every platform has training materials. Every idea out there has training materials nowadays, Um 
if you feel that it's beyond your skill set, mm-hmm. go train and, and get it to be in your in your skill set, right? Oh yeah. Um, and then of course, a little corny here to wrap up, but you know, we say believe in yourself, believe in your talents, never give up, and innovate. <laughs> I'm gonna call Gary V and get iconic on here. Uh-huh, there we a, go. Make a Drop board here. here. Yeah, I'll, I'll build a graphic. <laughs> get, get your face on there, man. I try once in a while. I try being a little motivation monster. That's all right. Nothing wrong with that. Actually, I don't know if I can use that. That's Hans's thing. <laughs> Let's get that guy on the cast. <laughs> we will. We will have him on here. Um, no, so I mean, really, all in all, right? It's it's that it's that um, non-innovative mindset that you guys, you know, if you want to be an innovator, you want to be someone that's seen as a disruptor in in your industry, in your specific industry. Um, these are all things that that you have to do if you just want consistent results. Yep. And you want to engage with your current audiences or even reach new audiences. Same thing applies. Yep. Agreed. Cool. Well, that's all we got today. So with that, I'm Jesse. This is Jared. And as always, you can find us on all our social channels. We are at Two Point Forward, um, www.2pointforward.com. And have we said we haven't said it on the hashtags yet. Use hashtag forward, um, hashtag Two Point Forward. We always follow that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's get hashtag something cool. Cheetah Fan. Hey, Cheetah Fence is always there. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Cheetah Fence is always out there. We have added that to our social listening, so we will be listening on that. Well, and we're, you know, we wouldn't be who we are. We'll be watching and listening to what you guys are using as well, so we'll we'll adapt as a needed. Um, don't forget that these will be also stood up as um, uh, blog posts on our mm-hmm. site as well, where you can also access this information and find direct links to your favorite podcast channel. And as always, make sure you engage and give us feedback and let us know. What Love you comments, about it. comments, DMs, anything. Let us know. Um, let us know what you thought about the topic. Let us know what you thought about uh, our presentation of the topic. Um, all that sort of stuff. So with that, cool. We're out. Peace. See you.